This week's Adam Schefter podcast, as hard as it is to imagine, it is the new league year. It is the start of free agency at a time when our country is in crisis, when a national emergency has been declared, when other countries are shutting down, NFL business goes on. And it's hard to figure out what to make of that, but the reality of the matter is it's here. And so our business also will go on, and we will bring to you today my friend and colleague, Chris Mortensen, who will provide some insight on that situation and where some of the most high-profile free agents could wind up here in the signing period. We also will sit and talk to the man that led the NFL in sacks last year, Shaq Barrett, who on Monday morning received the franchise tag from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their franchise player. We taped our conversation on Friday before he was franchised, but his thoughts still hold up, and we will get to all that in a very, very busy week in the NFL. But I want to remind everyone that Mina Kimes has a daily podcast called ESPN Daily. But first, I want to remind everyone that Mina Kimes has a daily podcast called ESPN Daily. On today's episode, Monday, March 16th, Mina and NFLPA Executive Director Demaris Smith talk about the new CBA and Dan Graziano also discusses how the 2020 season plans might be affected by the coronavirus. Make sure you're staying up to date by downloading and subscribing to ESPN Daily and the Adam Schefter Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we jump into today's episode, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent, but finding the right people can be a challenge. When it comes to hiring for your business, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. From healthcare to manufacturing to business services and more, now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 top job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Joining us now, my friend, my colleague, Chris Mortensen. And I have to say, Mort, you were supposed to be in Bristol this week for the start of free agency. I was supposed to be in Bristol this week for the start of free agency. You are now home in Arkansas. I am now home in New York. Neither one of us are in Bristol. We'll be appearing on TV. But this is one of the most surreal deflating, upsetting things that we've ever gone through in our life. What what has it been like for you to watch everything that is going on? Well, I think it's, listen, it's upsetting because we have a virus out there, uh, I believe it's right, COVID-19, yes. a, a strain of it that they can detect whether you have it or not, but they have no cure for it. That's going to create the type of, you know, I don't want to say panic. That's why they call it a pandemic. Uh, it's global. And I think uh, I think until they find uh, a cure or you know, a vaccine that will, will allow you to move on with your life without worrying that the, this virus could could possibly kill you, uh, I think everybody gets a little bit uneasy about that. I'm I'm probably living my life a little bit no, more normal than you because I don't travel up to Bristol quite as often as you do. It, it's in covering the NFL, this has been different because there are some uncertainties. Yes, we are now in the legal negotiation window period, uh, free agency starting uh, in three days. Uh, and then, you know, we have we have the uncertainty of the draft going forward. So there's a lot of uncertainties because, really, we don't know when the end is going to come in terms of when they're going to say, okay, 
Everybody go about your business. We're good. If you have it, we have a vaccine. We can cure this. And how about how it pertains to the NFL? Because, again, that is our job, and everybody's dealing with a lot more right now in this national emergency. But, again, we've got this week, the busiest week of the NFL year in free agency. And like I said, you're there. I'm here. That's weird. I've always loved being in Bristol for the opening week of free agency. And to not be there is odd. Like, our bosses gave me a choice. And I'm curious to know what you would have done with this. They said you can come here and be in Bristol round the clock for all the shows, or you can do it from home and just do all the shows from there. And like I said, I can never imagine Whoa. I can never imagine not being there for this week. But this is a week with everything going on. I said, you know what, I'm going to work from home. What do you think? You cannot say that you made a bad decision because I'm home. Yep. I could have gotten on a plane. The strange thing about it is our boss, Seth Markman, and I had this discussion last week. Uh, along with Mike Camberary, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of getting on a plane. And, you know, I, I'm in that, that age group or that group that's more susceptible. And ultimately, I let my one of my uh, oncology uh, contacts, MD Anderson, make the call for me on this one uh, because I'm over 60. I hate to say it, I'm getting closer to 70. I don't feel like it, though, Adam. I really don't. And you don't act like uh, it. And uh, I certainly don't act like it. Uh, but I would say that uh, because I was in a highly susceptible state with a compromised immune system, of course, having gone through cancer and still having cancer, then it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. However, I, I did actually argue this point, believe it or not, just because I like to argue. Yes, you which do. Which was that nobody, nobody's on planes anymore. Uh, you know, but, but it all counts is that you, know, you can get on a plane right now, and they've done more to sterilize planes than they ever have in in the history, I think, of aviation. Uh, and, you know, you could probably get there very safely. But let's face it, you know, if for some reason, uh, you know, look at Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson. They're in Australia. They've tested positive for the coronavirus. They're stuck there. That's where they're going to be. So if I'm going to be stuck anywhere, I'd rather be stuck at home. And certainly we have to play it safe. You know, wisdom says we need to play it safe. And as we tape this on Monday morning, the NFL is going on with the week of free agency. What was your reaction to the fact that this week is going to hold up? Because it has caused a whole wide range of opinions across the league. And there have been so many people that have reached out to me who are so furious that this is going on while we've got countries shutting down and cities closing down and schools closing down. And here the NFL is going on business as usual, even though there's nothing about life in general these days that is business as usual. What were your thoughts on the fact that the NFLPA declined to consent to the NFL's request and that Roger Goodell didn't step in? Well, I, you know, listen, I, I listened to you uh, last night. I've had uh, contact with some executives and, and uh, a few head coaches. and I don't have that uh, high level of angst or anger or uh, you know, frustration maybe that you have felt. I think there's some frustration involved. But uh, some of it, I sense even one, one executive admitted to me, he goes, I'd always rather have a free agency after the draft anyway. Well, that's one of the motives, and that's not the right motive uh, in this case. I do think, listen, we forget that the, the people who are making these decisions have families, and they have families to protect. And, uh, but the argument there is that the way technology is, just as you are doing something at home and I'm doing something at home today, they could do something at home. The optics of it, I'm not buying the optics of it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as long as I've covered the league, even when players made two hundred thousand dollars a year, the the uh, general, the man on the street, so to speak, thought it was awful that those they were making that kind of money. So you, the one thing you can do, you can you can have free agency 
through technology for the tier one free agents. I think the bigger issue is the tier two and two, three yeah. free agents who don't get sent right away because those are the guys you sometimes want to bring into your building. Uh, from the Players Association standpoint, you have a level of anxiety with these players who've been waiting and anticipating free agency all this time, Adam, and they have families. And they want to know where, where they may be moving their families for the ones that are going to move. And if they do this in August or whenever, and we don't have any idea when this is going to end, uh, that level of anxiety for those players who want to know what they're going to be earning this year, where they're going to be moving their families, where their, where their kids are going to be going to school, I think it all factors into why the union is doing this. And I don't have necessarily a big problem with that. So how do you see this playing out? Because to your point, Mort, I think there are going to be certain guys that just get deals done. Amari Cooper, whoever it may be, right? Top-tier free agents. But there are going to be other guys with medical questions, personal questions. Teams are going to want to get their hands on them from an injury standpoint or meet with them from a character standpoint that they're not going to be able to do. And so some of these free agents, whereas in other years it might have just... The free agents might have flown off the shelf the first few days. It might be a more drawn-out process for some of these players. How do you see this yeah, playing out? Well, I think you're right. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that it's going to be a little bit more, more drawn out, but I think after we have the initial wave of Tier 1 uh, free agents, that you, that you pretty much know what you know on them in terms of what off the field. And, uh, and as you know, we have now a new collective bargaining agreement where the substance abuse policy is different and pertains to marijuana, they may they could get fined, but they're not going to be taken off the field. To me, that's not a factor now as you try to assess his value. Is he going to be taken off the field for doing something he's already in the program for? <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that uh, everything's going to be pending the physical. And I think for a team that has, say, less salary cap room, yeah. uh, they're sitting there saying, Hey, you know, what if this guy flunks his physical? Because, you know, 20% of these guys have some type of surgery after the season. What if he flunks his physical and all of a sudden the the player we would have signed uh, is – is already gone. He's already signed up by somebody else. I, I think that's the awkwardness of it. Well, remember last year, Ryan Grant reached agreement on a four-year, $29 million contract with the Ravens, and then they flunked him on his physical, and the deal didn't hold up. Remember that last year? That happened in free agency, and where the deal was not allowed. And we may get some of that this year, and, and he wasn't the only guy that that happened to. I think last year, uh, I think Brashad Breeland failed his physical, which nullified his deal with the Carolina Panthers before he went out to go sign with the Washington Redskins. So there were a couple of cases. And ultimately, and ultimately ended up with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were very grateful for that uh, uh, because he played so well, obviously, down the stretch and in the Super Bowl. No, that, that's exactly what you're talking about and we're talking about is the idea of being able to give somebody a physical to make sure they're ready to honor their contract uh, without the high risk that you're attaching to them. Uh, that's that's problematic. That's why I believe that you're right. It's going to be a more drawn-out process. But if they shut everything down right now, Adam, and as far as I know, hey, somebody will change their mind and they'll do, they'll do it anyway. They'll shut everything down. But uh, as of right now, we're proceeding as if it's going to happen. There's risk with every player you sign, some form of risk. Yep. Uh, without the, a definitive – nobody can sit there and, and, and declare that on July 12th, the coronavirus issue – that we have right now is not going to be at a level that that threatens the, the every every everybody who lives in this in this world. Uh, we don't know. That's why I think. And I talked to Mel Kiper uh, yesterday about this, and he agrees 
you know, even people talking about pushing back the draft, which I don't think they will, but who knows? Yep. Uh, you know, you might as well get it, get it done, business, because you can. And the draft is probably easier in some ways. Uh, you know, none of this is none of this is ideal. None of this is comfortable. But are you just going to wait and wait and wait, and all of a sudden it's September? Yep. Oh, okay, we're good. We're good to go now. Sign your free agents and, and pushing back the season. I'm not saying any decision is easy, but I think the decision to go forward with free agency is the right decision. There's a lot of things people don't like and aren't comfortable with. Football people did not like the last CBA yep. because of cutback padded practices, and it was going to hurt the game, and et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately – they accepted it. This is how we're doing business, and, and you do business. So we've got free agency coming up this week, Mort. Give me something that you're looking to see happen this week, something that's interesting, the quarterback carousel that's going to go around. How do we see this playing out? Uh, I'd, I'd love – well, listen, I'm, I'm like you. It's been, it's been fun to try and figure this thing out. Listen, Tom Brady is, is obviously the headliner. I look at Tom Brady, and, and, and we know what the salary cap situation is with New England. Uh, and we know that our Teddy Bruschi, a uh, close friend of Tom Brady's, uh, the perfect patriot, as Bill Belichick calls him, has always had this theory, belief, that Tom will ultimately end back up with the Patriots. Whereas you were the very first one to say, hey, there's, there's three different scenarios, and the least likely could be that he ends up back with the Patriots. Yep. So yep. what teams are we talking about? We think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to try and, uh, you know, at least appear on the radar here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I do not believe the 49ers are going to be a team. Uh, I do believe the Los Angeles Chargers absolutely want Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, even though the head coach, Anthony Lynn, may have a different idea. I think that Tom Brady is very much on their radar. Uh, and I think there's always this, just like we talk about when the coach is being fired and hired. It's always a surprise, Shefty. Yeah, well, that always happens more. You never know what's going to come out of anywhere. Like, as somebody said to me this morning when we were trying to figure out the Tom Brady future, who would have thought that the world would be where it is today, right? Not to compare it in that way. I don't mean to be insensitive. Things change so quickly in the world and in football. You just never know how these things play out. And so we'll see what happens there with Tom Brady. I, I don't think, I don't believe he's in any rush to make a decision. I don't believe he's in any rush to make well, if he's not in any rush, he's not going back to the Patriots. That's the way I read it. And if I'm wrong, I want you to counter that. The guy, other guy is Philip Rivers, a really interesting case there. A lot of people felt he's going to be an Indianapolis Colt. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about that. I think that's more of a coin flip mm-hmm. going into this. Uh, we'll see. The Buccaneers, we now know that Jameis Winston is, is, is not tagged. He'll go test the market. You know, do the, Are the Raiders truly comfortable with Derek Carr? There's going to be some, I, I do think there's going to be some twists and turns here that uh, we may have an inkling of or not an inkling of that are going to surprise us and make this uh, a very uh, intriguing free agency period, especially with the quarterback. Well, I, especially I, with the quarterback. And I will and stay. By the way, Carolina. Yeah. I want to talk about Carolina. I'm not so that Cam Newton's going to be their quarterback, and I wouldn't be surprised wow. if Philip Rivers ended up being their quarterback. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on. Newsflash. Roll the sports ticker there. The ESPN Sports Center graphic. You're telling me you think Philip Rivers could wind up as the Carolina. Panthers quarterback more? I just speculated as we are having a conversation as we would if we were sitting next to each other. I believe that we look at Philip Rivers, if he's not a coach, uh, we look at the teams. Uh, and, and Ryan Tannehill going back to the Tennessee Titans is not a surprise. 
Uh, I would tell you that the Carolina Panthers are a team that I am not ruling out for Phillip Rivers. Very interesting. Well, that, that that's really interesting. And, and I'm going to finish up on the Tom Brady point. I will stand behind what I said in September, which is that I think there's a more likely chance than not that he's not back in New England. And I think at this point in time, right. Mort, it would be a surprise if he was back in New England. And I know people around the league still think that, oh boy, he's going to go back there. And that's the expectation because they can't picture him in another uniform. And it is hard to imagine Tom Brady in any other uniform other than the Patriot uniform. I would be surprised at this point if he's back in New England. It just would surprise me. Yeah, well... Well, when you said that, was that September? When you said that, I believed it. So, and so I've never changed my mind because you're the best. Well, so that, therefore, that... I said, okay, I'm going with that. I said, I'm going with that. That's the least likely scenario. Even if he ends back up there, it still would be the least likely scenario at this point. And the deal would have to get done pretty quickly. You just told, you just said that you don't think this thing is going to be rushed. Well. Because of the salary cap, as you know, the, the the cap hit is going to be much greater if they if they get past the, the opening of the league year. It's another reason why he's not going to go back there. And you know, Tom doesn't want to do that. Good for Tom. I mean, he's played. He's given them twenty best years yeah. of his football life, and he's deserved to have this moment and see what happens. See what can re-energize him if he goes somewhere else. And the Patriots will still they'll still have a statue of Tom Brady outside Gillette yeah. Stadium. I guarantee you that one. I will guarantee you. You know, let me let me tell you something else. Last week, somebody asked me. They go, "What do you think went wrong here with Brady and the Patriots?" And I said, "Hold on, what went wrong?" <laughs> but, uh, l- l- let me tell you what went wrong. They played twenty years. They were together for twenty years. They won six Super Bowls together. Nothing went wrong. Okay, nothing went wrong. Right. They had a great loving relationship. And I think in life sometimes after 20 years, whether it's a job or a marriage or whatever it may be, people decide to just try different things. And I think that's where yeah. we're at right now. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and nobody – you can't – now, you can't compare this, not you. Uh, you know, people say, well, Peyton Manning ended up in Denver. That was a totally different circumstance. Peyton Manning had his fourth uh, – you know, had four neck surgeries. Uh, couldn't play in uh, 2011, and uh, Andrew Luck, they happened to have the number one pick in the draft, and Andrew Luck was available. So Peyton didn't want to leave the Colts. It, it, you know, Peyton had a great experience in Denver. As you know, he, his family still lives there. Yep. And But at the same time, he never wanted to leave Indianapolis. It crushed him when he had to leave the Colts. In this case, Tom's, what was, what was Peyton then, 36 years old? Yep. Tom's four, he's 42 years old. Now, I, uh, he, he looks like he's 24 years old, not 42. Yep. But he has earned the right to go enjoy this free agency experience for the first time in his life. More, let me ask you this. The Dallas Cowboys are an interesting situation. We're waiting as we tape this for Dak Prescott to be franchised. Hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, what do you think that's taken as long as it has to get that contract? What, what is the deal? What's the hang-up? <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, Jerry Jones has always played his players. And he, uh, you know, obviously last year, Dak was making enough money off the field. Uh, and, and, and Todd France, his representative, has a certain number in mind. And I think now with more money in the pool, I'm just going to be surprised if they don't push that number higher into a more acceptable range. Mm-hmm. And in other words, I'm saying I think Dak will get signed. Maybe I'm wrong because the money's there. We know that Jerry's got the cash flow uh, and the cap space. And uh, But, I mean, I think they also put a, a value on it saying, hey, listen, this is what we think you're worth. What, what are they at? $32, 33000000 yep. going into today. I mean, 
I, I can see that number easily going to the $35 million or $37 million on average. Uh, you know, what's, how much is guaranteed? And I, when I talk about guarantees, I mean fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed money, not just injury guaranteed and, uh, with different escalators. But uh, I, I just think it, it will get done. I don't know why, but I think that, I think Jerry Jones felt it, it was a fair market value. And, and Todd France is looking at uh, Dak Prescott, his client, saying this guy was a fourth-round draft pick who started every game for you, who's won a lot of games, played at the top, you know, is is the really the leader of the team, and he deserves to get compensated properly, which he does. I, I think the the problem is, is that somebody say, well, you you got him for a low salary the first four years, uh, so now you have to make up for that and pay him uh, higher than what you would normally pay him at the end of this uh, in, in, into this free agency period. So find the number, Adam. I truly believe that he'll be signed uh, by by July fifteenth. And Amari Cooper, expect him back in Dallas two more, or what was your what are your expectations there? Gosh, I always have, you know, just uh, even speaking with the Cowboys last year, there was there was never any pressure or stress by either side. Mm-hmm. And one reason is because Amari came into the league as a first round draft pick. I think that it was either fourth player taken or right around there. Yeah. And he was and he and he made twelve million in base salary last year. So there wasn't this this uh oh, we gotta get this deal done, we gotta get this deal done. Now you get to a point now where I don't know where negotiations are. In fact, I got I would bet that you have a better idea. Both signs sound positive. Could he hit the mark and still decide to go back and sign with the Cowboys? That's possible, I yeah. guess. Uh, you know, Michael Gallup is kind of kind of emerged as a, a very favorite target of Dak Prescott as a strong draft for wide receivers. So uh, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm I'm curious about. I really am. I mean, Amari said he wants to be with the Cowboys. Uh, what say you, Adam? I want to get a little news out of you here. Yep, I, I think that they keep Amari. They find a way to keep Amari. Um, it's just there's too much invested in him. They gave up too much to get him. They'll figure it out. You have to pay a little more. You go do that. Uh, but I think they keep him. That that'd be my that'd be my sense. I'll be surprised if they don't. But you know, once he gets to market more, there are a lot of other wide receiver needy teams, particularly in their own division. And so I think that becomes a little bit problematic for the Cowboys, but we'll see how that one plays out. That one is interesting because I didn't. There was never any, never felt that urgency with him uh, to get that deal done. I, I found that curious. Curious. Yeah, they, they give up a first round pick. They got two seasons out of him. Uh, it won't be the first time a team you know didn't follow up on a first round pick. Some of the injury concerns are there, but he like they like him. He likes them. You would hope that they'd be able to come to a number. Now, if he's trying to be the highest paid receiver in football, that's not going to happen. Well, Mort, I, I'm sorry I will not see you in person this week. I will miss seeing you in person this week. I, I truly, one of the great joys of this job is spending time with you and uh, just getting that calming effect of being around you in a week like this. You know how much I need something like that, right? Oh, and you, it, the best part was uh, the, it was the round table when we were all sitting there talking. All of a sudden, you disappear and you're in a corner over there talking to somebody on the phone. I'm back breaking news. I'm going to miss that the most. Well, uh, we we will miss being together this week. Uh, we will be in split screens on ESPN all week long from our respective homes. I hope that you and your family are safe, and I appreciate you giving us the time that you did today, Mort. I will only warn you one last thing: is I have neglected to get a haircut for eight weeks. I thought I could go get one this weekend, but she shut it down. My my hair, hairdresser. Really? So therefore. I'm just going to slick it back a little bit. I'm going to use a little uh, product in my hair 
and and maybe I'll look normal. Any, I, I, don't any, know. I am thinking. I am thinking about shaving. I am thinking about shaving. Any chance you're going to grow a John Clayton like mullet, Mort? Uh, he, he got the trademark, the patent on that. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't do that. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to seeing the long-haired Mort on ESPN throughout the course of the week. Uh, we'll be talking on the phone. And again, I thank you for the time today, my friend. Be safe. Uh, all right, Adam. Thanks, Take care. There's my friend and colleague, the ESPN senior NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. Before we get to the Buccaneers franchise player, Shaq Barrett, is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping, trauma, grief, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient. You can get help now at your own time and your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option, and my listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Schefter. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com backslash Schefter. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Betterhelp.com backslash Schefter. And now the Buccaneers franchise player Shaq Barrett. Uh, Joining us now, the man who came up with a career-high 19.5 sacks last season, the most in the NFL in 2019, and the most in a single season in Buccaneers history, which is saying something. Shaq Barrett, thank you very much for the time today. Oh, yeah, I enjoy hanging out and talking about what's coming up in the future. Before we get to that, Shaq, explain to me how this all blends together, because we are living in such an unsettling time in this world, and here you are about to become a free agent, about Mm -hmm. to get a huge contract somewhere, most likely Tampa, most likely with the tag as we tape this Friday afternoon. (laughs) What is it like to go through these uncertain world events at what is going to be probably the single most meaningful professional moment in your career to date? It uh, it feels good to be able to be in a position to set myself up to know that I got something big coming on the other end. I just uh, I just always that's my motivation. Do everything I can on the field so that when it's time to negotiate contract and take care of that stuff, I know I left it all on the field. I know I did everything I can do to make negotiation as easy as easy as possible. That's all I was trying to do. I know it still can go all the way up until July. It could be next week. It could be tomorrow. I'm just I'm not really rushing. I'm just being patient because I feel as though my work that I did on the field would. I did enough to earn a reward that I should be about to receive. And again, as we tape this Friday afternoon, you have not yet been tagged. I would imagine you will be if that tag is not done. How would you feel about getting the franchise tag, Shaq? Uh, the franchise tag is not what I want ideally. I want to uh, have more security than just one year, but it's still more money than I ever made in my entire life, so that's still uh, a plus. But I would love to have more years and more security, but I understand if that's what, like, I understand the business part of it, and if that's what they feel they need to do, I understand it, but that's not what I want at all. And where would you say you are in terms of how close you are to getting a long-term deal with the Buccaneers that would give you that security that you are referring to, Shaq? We uh we talking right now, trying to uh, just 
just figure out everything. I know I don't know exactly the timetable. I'm expecting it to be as long as it needs to be done because of like there's no rest of force of the right deal. So I'm not rushing. I think it could go all the way up until July, but I mean. I'm just I'm just excited for this whole process. It's like something I've never been involved in, never been a hot commodity coming out of anything before. So <laughs> it just feels good to have just people wanting me and being able to fill with all this. What is that like for you, not ever having been, as you say, a hot commodity in the past? How does, <laughs> how does that happen, that somebody goes from never being a hot commodity to being the guy that led the NFL in sacks last season and now will be a hot commodity? Uh man, it is is it feels good to be a hot commodity now, but I know that I know that I had this in me this whole time, but I had to just build and just wait for my real opportunity to come. I was preparing myself for the past five years to have opportunity like I had this past year to be able to make a big jump like I just did. So it feels as though everything worked out perfectly, like the time and the opportunity down in Tampa, like Everything just came out perfectly to be able to set myself up to be in a hot commodity now. And I just want to just keep proving to everybody who believe in me, who don't believe in me, that like this is what y'all going to get from here on out. Well, you said that you knew you had it in you. So how does it finally come out of you last season? What is the key there? What do you think is the thing that got you over the hump, Shaq? Uh, what got me over the hump was just knowing that that was my position. Like, that's my job for me to lose. Like, in a season, I know that. If I go out there and just play my game and not have the force and just play and get into my rhythms that I can be able to contribute at a higher level. Like before, I was just out there forcing everything because I know I only had two, three plays before I was going to come right back out. So knowing that, like, the, my coach is giving me that uh, level of comfort to know that I could pretty much play football and do my job playing football and not have to worry about making mistakes and not have to worry about coming out in a couple plays. It just it just made me feel real comfortable down here. Just the level of comfort that they had for me down here is like it was amazing. That's why I love it down in Tampa. And and what was it like for you to lead the league in sex? When I say that, lead the league in sex. What does that, that mean to you? It was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I always knew like I could get sacks. I always knew I could get double digit sacks, but I didn't know that I was on the way to get nineteen and a half sacks this year. Like, I mean, that was, it was such an amazing feeling to be able to come up in the last game with three sacks to secure the title and come back and win a title. Like, it, it's crazy, and I just attribute that to everything. Like, my teammates, my coaches. Like everything, it's not just me at all. It was, it was everything working perfect together. Now you played with Von Miller and Demarcus Ware in Denver, and I'm sure you were able to learn quite a bit about rushing the passer for them. But when you think about the fact that you had more sacks this past season than Von Miller, did he call you up and congratulate you on that? Give you grief about it? Do you kid him at all about the fact that he couldn't keep up with you this past season? <laughs> no, we ain't really have our. Uh, we ain't really get together yet. But uh, we we did talk like. Probably earlier, like early in the year and stuff. He's saying congrats and stuff. He's proud of me, but he always been a big supporter. Of me. He always like verbally to me, to the public, to everybody. He always backed me up, saying that I'm always been a always been a double digit stat guy. So I feel good to uh, get that endorsement from Vaughn after learning as much as I did from Vaughn. And I mean, like he ain't had a season he wanted to have this year, but he still. You still got to put two people on him almost every play unless he's going to affect that play. Shaq, you know, your entire career, for whatever reason, you've been overlooked. You started your college career at Nebraska Omaha before transferring mm-hmm. to Colorado State. You go and become an undrafted free agent signing with the Denver Broncos. Nobody drafted you, nobody thought you were good enough. Denver lets you get to free agency. You sign a one year deal with the Bucks and then turn that into gold. 
why, how does that happen <laughs> that you are overlooked throughout your entire career? What happened there? So coming out of college, I had a lot of body fat. I mean, body fat don't have nothing to do with the way you play on the field because I still had the numbers in college. But I know, like, just looking back at pictures, like, I looked at myself like, dang, I really looked like that in college. Like, I probably wouldn't have drafted me looking like that either. Like, no matter which numbers look, well, not no matter which numbers look like, but I just had a lot of body fat. And I played middle linebacker my first year in the fourth, in the three, four. Then I played middle linebacker my next year in a four, three. Then I played Sam outside linebacker my next year in a three, four. And I played the wheel outside line back in the next year, so I was always changing positions every year. So scouts probably couldn't get a real good read on what they were wanting me at. And when you were talking about being heavy, were you, were you a big eater in high school, college? Like, is that, <laughs> what was the deal there? Yeah, I just wasn't eating healthy. I was, my weight, well, I was about 250. I wasn't, like, heavy, heavy or nothing. But it just, I ate just whatever I wanted to eat. I got, like, I wasn't on, like, the meal plan at Colorado State. So I was just eating whatever I was eating at the house with the family and stuff. We was uh, on a tight budget, so you can't get all the healthy food and eat healthy. So I was just eating whatever we could. Tell me about the Shaq Barrett diet today. What does it consist of today, Shaq? The Shaq Barrett diet today. I really don't eat too much right now. In the off seasons, I always like try to lean up and be smaller so I could just get rid of my body fat so because i always my stomach always gonna have some body fat right there that's why i was gonna focus on that so if i come back to otas and stuff small i could just easily put back on muscle and try to get the muscle on the right way but it's all about pretty much i eat whatever i know is good for me i don't eat for taste anymore i don't eat for flavor anymore i eat because i know i eat whatever it is that i know my body needs which is what uh she right now i'm right now i'm not eating healthy at all right now though Today, I, I just, I'm eating regular right now, but starting next week, I'm going to be on my diet. Just a normal protein shake. My wife is making all the food, teriyaki chicken, rice. Like, she do a real good job of meal planning everything for us. And once we, like, start back up on Monday, I'm going to be uh, pretty much eating rice, chicken, steak, and just all different flavors of that stuff. So while you're on your eat-whatever-you-want gig, while you're on your eat-whatever-you-want uh, episode, what, what is in your mm-hmm. diet that you're enjoying so much? What are you eating that you shouldn't be? Probably, I love ice cream. Mm. I love cake. <laughs> so whatever we get ice cream at the house, I eat the ice cream with the kids. Put some sprinkles on it. The kids love it with the sprinkles. So that's like our little guilty, guilty pleasure right there, the ice cream. What's our favorite flavor, Shaq? Hey, I love vanilla. Then I put the toppings on it. I put the sprinkles on it, some caramel <laughs> or some fudge. Yeah, make a nice little, uh, little sundae like that. So let me ask you a question. So when you get this big deal done, whenever that gets done, are we going to have, like, the biggest vanilla ice cream sundae with sprinkles <laughs> on it that we've ever had in our life, or what? Hey, if you tell me the place that got the one that I need to try, I'm definitely going to go find one and try it. <laughs> now, let me ask you, one of your teammates, Jameis Winston, also is scheduled to become a free agent this week. Uh-huh. What is your assessment of what he could bring to a football team, whether that's Tampa or somewhere else? Yeah, I love Jameis, man. I, love, I know Jameis. He did good for us this year. And he's going to work this off. He's going to make the next leap. So if he's coming back, I know that he's going to be able to get us to the playoffs so we can be able to compete for a championship. I know, like, I know he had a great year, like, passing yards and touchdowns, but he's not satisfied. I know he's not satisfied with the amount of interceptions he had. So once he work on that and get that better, we going, the sky's going to be the limit for Jameis and whatever team he's on. And I hope that will be the Bucks because if he fix that, we're going, yeah. 
the sky's most definitely going to be the limit for us. And if another team gets him and he does leave Tampa, what would you tell that team they're getting in Jameis Winston, the quarterback? Man, Jameis is a world-class guy. He has He's the same every single day. No matter what's going on, he's going to come and lead. And he's strong in his faith, too, so that's also a plus. He's a great leader. His mindset and mentality don't change. He's always encouraging. He's always motivational. Like, James, like he's a real, 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 real great guy. Now, Shaq, before I let you go, I just wanted to see how the coronavirus has impacted your short-term plans, your life in general, and how it might impact free agency this upcoming week. Oh, so, yeah, the coronavirus. We, uh, we was thinking about going out of town this week, me, wife, and the kids, because that spring break coming up. But it's, uh, it's not it's like really not worth the risk right now. You see all these sports. Uh, everything is closing down right now. So it, it do make me kind of nervous, but it's, uh, the, the best thing about it is not as deadly, like in certain ages, only deadly and like the people who have a weaker immune system. Mm-hmm. So that's like, we're saving us right now, but it's crazy how it's spreading like wildfire. And we know what's coming and still nothing we could do about it. Like, are you one of these yeah, people that watch, are you one of these people that watches the news all the time, watches information about it, devour stuff, or do you just kind of ignore it, block it out, keep your fingers crossed and hope for the best? No, uh, I'm most definitely, if it's certain stuff I keep up with, for sure, like this, I've been uh, keeping up with it. I've been, like, ever since maybe, like, two years ago, I've been washing my hands all the time. I kept hand sanitizer with me all the time. I always, like, when I'm with the kids, we all somewhere I put the sanitizer on them. Like, so, I've been, we've been working through this, like, for a long time, so it's not a big change for me and my family, but it is once you go into interacting with everybody else and see how easy it is, uh, trans, I mean, what is it? how easy you could get it from somebody else. I can't think of the right word right now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary a little bit, though, but I'm happy it's not as deadly or, as, like, it's not as worse as it could be. And you're 27 years old now. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything like this in your life? Does this remind you of anything you've ever experienced? Uh, the, the closest thing that I might can relate is, like, probably a, a swine flu, the H1N1, yep. like when everybody was getting that. But I don't, like... Everybody, it's like the same protocol. Make sure you're washing your hands. Uh, don't have no extra contact if you don't need it. Like, it, it, it's, it's scary, man, because, like, like we all saw it coming, too. We thought we was going to be able to stop the outbreak here, but there's nothing we could do. It's crazy how, like, there's nothing we could do. It's very scary, isn't it? Have you spoken to many yeah. of your teams, teammates about it? No, no. I don't I ain't, uh, talk to any of my guys about it. Uh, it's just, like, man, my wife, we, 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 no, it's a threat, but we don't think it's like a threat threat. We know it's not as deadly. Like we still like doing the precautions that everybody's recommending, but we don't take it as the, the the threat as potentially like not leaving the house at all. Well, Shaq, I really appreciate your time today. I hope you and your family remain safe. I wish you the best of luck in this upcoming free agent period. Enjoy the contract that comes your way, and more important, enjoy that big vanilla ice cream sundae. I hope you're thinking of me when you're biting into it. Oh, uh, yeah, I most definitely will now. <laughs> and I appreciate you having me on. And everybody, make sure y'all are doing all the safety precautions to stay safe out there. Thanks so much, Shaq, and good luck with what's ahead. All right, thank you. And so there's Buccaneers franchise pass rusher Shaq Barrett. Special thanks to him. Special thanks to ESPN senior NFL insider Chris Mortensen. And special thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning into another Adam Schefter podcast. Hopefully this has provided some form of diversion and entertainment and enlightenment for you at a time when a lot of people are looking for things to fill their time and our country is in the state of the national emergency that it is. It's, like I said to Mort, very unsettling, very uncertain, uh, very troubling. 
But we all need to take steps here to band together, practice social distancing, to be smart, to make sure that this virus doesn't spread any more than it has. And I really appreciate everybody tuning into this edition of the Adam Schefter Podcast. We'll be back again next week to break down what I would think would be the single busiest offseason week of the NFL year. We think by this time next week, Tom Brady might have a new home. And we will again review and assess and analyze all the moves that are about to unfold this week at this very scary and unsettling time in our country. I hope everybody stays safe. Thank you for being with us today, and we'll be with you next week.